0: Welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and as always, I'm joined by other host, Dustin Jackson.
1: How's it going? It's going just dandy here with me today, Mitchell. I'm ready to hop into Minecraft story mode. Episode 6? Nope. 7 is what I mean. <laughs> yep. I had 6 written down in my notes, but I knew it was 7.
0: Oh man, I was, you, you had such confidence, I was ready to... Like, I said CX! Yeah, the fl- the flow, it was like right after what I said, we were really getting off to a good start.
1: <laughs> and now it's just all thrown off.
0: Yeah, because it is Minecraft Story Mode Episode 7, Access, uh, fuck, I said it wrong. Should we not do the podcast anymore? (laughs) Throw it out. We'll start from the beginning. Yeah. Minecraft Story Mode Episode 7 Access Denied, released on July 26th, 2016, directed by Rebecca gammon Arkovich and Jason Pike, written by Luke McMullen and Eric Sterp, and designed by Joe Ching, Andrew Baker, Brian Frayermuth, and Molly Maloney. There we go. We're in it.
1: You, that's awesome how you, see, I think we're back into it. I think we are, I think we are. You steered this, this train was going off the tracks, and you just so expertly put it back on.
0: You know what it is? I think it's the fact that, like, we're in an episode that's not really in a season, and also we're coming out of a... I mean we're not coming directly out of it because we've already had one episode to be back, but there was a good three-week chunk there where we didn't do the podcast like normal. We we've got some we've got some extra rust in between. Yeah, our we gotta get parts. back into it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> in our moving parts. Yeah, Ooh.
0: the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. But we will bring ourselves to complete this podcast.
1: Yes, I agree. Mitchell, how did you feel about this episode? About episode seven. So Here's
0: here's a thought, uh, and and it took me until right now to kind of realize what we were seeing with this adventure pass, adventure pack um, mm-hmm. arc of the season, which was that the first arc of the season, the, the main first four episode arc, the Witherstorm arc, was a send-up of high fantasy stories. We had right. this Order of the Stone, we were meeting these people, going on... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons-like adventures. We had this d d type party with uh, with Axel and Olivia and uh, the tank and the crafter and the rogue and whatever, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So we, we were trading on high fantasy, which I think was a choice that probably made the most sense for telling an epic story in this otherwise purely mechanical world because the world of Minecraft doesn't lend itself To fantasy more than anything else necessarily, right? Right. Uh, But in the second arc, we're not doing that anymore. Now it's horror. It seems like every episode is like a different take on uh, uh, maybe a a standard or or common horror trope.
1: Right. Yeah, that didn't even occur to me as we were playing it, but I totally agree.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I guess the sky island wasn't necessarily that and that one was more I, I, I guess it's the intersection between fantasy and horror and it was kind of like what if there's this Lovecraftian portal to another realm that you can't understand and um, everyone's just acting very politically weird on this island and it, it, it's up to you to feel like that's horrifying if you want uh, but then after that especially <laughs> with these the the DLC episodes starting in the last episode with the murder mystery party and this one being a um well it, it's a it's a body snatcher episode right if you yeah, if you haven't played the game the control. we should actually talk about it because that is the point of this podcast i suppose but it's a it's a computer that wants to kidnap people and and make them more useful by its own twisted ai produced definition of the word useful yeah mhm yeah that's basically it
1: basically all right episode done
0: yeah so i i think it's fun that we're uh so solidly in the mode of like one little adventure per episode and i think that works really well in these circumstances
1: totally agreed um i will say i don't think this episode hit as hard for me as the last one
0: no i don't Uh, think so either which
1: which which felt very unique for Minecraft story mode. and Which isn't to say I thought this episode was bad. I thought it was fine. But I was getting like... It's, n- it's not exactly the same thing. But I was getting like some similar flavors to uh, episode 5.
0: The Sky um, Island?
1: Yeah just, yeah. just a little bit. How it's like uh, a bunch of people under the control of like one person. Uh, di- different circumstances. But it felt... A little familiar for my tastes.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the process was with thinking through this extra bit of the uh, the content. Because like the, the 1 through 4 arc seemed very planned out. It was the point of what they were trying to do here with Minecraft story mode. And then when they had this extra story idea, uh, it seemed like... Th- what well, i i bet that the youtuber uh cameos in episode 6 mm-hmm. were like a big draw of why they wanted to do this thing because it, right. it it feels like it completely changed the vibe of everything from the the whole situation top down in that one episode and then this didn't have that and i do think it was missing that one quality of like oh it's really this is weird <laughs> this is like feels like dlc often feels in a game where it it kind of doesn't jive with the uh tone and quality of the main work but it's still cool and expands it in a different direction that we haven't seen before
1: yeah totally like i i don't want to sound like i thought this was a bad episode i i still think the story was cool it had some neat little moments um i i kind of feel like it's too early to say we haven't done the last episode yet but I kind of have a feeling that uh, the murder mystery episode is going to be my favorite just because it was so yeah, it it had so many like new different things going for it that it really just stood out. But, uh, you know,
0: (laughs) I, I think my three favorite episodes of the seven that we've played so far are five, six and seven, though. Um, yeah,
1: I I agree. the the first four we we've talked about it before, but the first four episodes feel a little too standard, uh, a little t- like the Minecraft element is there, but it's it doesn't really stand out, and it kind of goes for some more f- uh, fantasy tropes, which which is fine enough. But these last few have been really uh, capitalizing more on what uh, Minecraft is.
0: Yeah, and, and each of those in its own little way. Like, in the last episode, yeah. it it's capitalizing on the idea that Minecraft is... Sometimes you forget about it, but it is an MMO. Yeah. It, it doesn't always feel that way, because you can do so much independently or just with a couple friends. But it's this social space as well. Yeah. A, a pre-Metaverse idea of a video game social space. And, uh, and all of those YouTubers... Being brought in to accentuate that feeling, I, I think, really sells it. And this one is more um, well. Well, on the on the one hand, it's mechanically about the redstone. Yeah, it's about what you can do with redstone in Minecraft and how it's basically a Turing complete system, so you can make any kind of computer you want. But also, it's just a, a, about the ingenuity of what you can do in a sandbox.
1: Right, and and I th- I think that's cool. Um, I. <sighs> mm, I'm 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 still kind of figuring out how I felt about this episode because like, okay. overall I liked it a lot, but it, it's it's just kind of hard for me to put into words. I I don't want to say it was disappointing because it definitely wasn't. Um, I just think coming off of the last episode, um, it didn't strike as hot, but. I'm, I, I need to look at it more on its own.
0: Well, do we want to do our classic one-minute wrap-up, and then we can talk about the particulars a bit deeper?
1: Uh, I think that's a good idea. Why don't you do it this time?
0: Okay, I'll flip a coin, and then I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like I there should be a coin flip in order to decide who does it, but then you said to just me do it. And it looks like, yeah, that's me.
1: <laughs> awesome. I'm glad. Thank um, you, Coins. I'm glad it worked out in your favor.
0: <laughs> I would I would have you do it.
1: <laughs> oh, I always get so stressed when we do them, even though it's usually not that hard.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, because you have to listen to, to me yeah. to do it. <laughs> so it's usually not that hard at all, I, I imagine. It's pretty
1: easy listening.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, ready, set, I'm watching Audacity. go. Okay, so the the gang, it's the same Jesse, Petra, Lucas, and Ivor. They just hopped out of the White Pumpkin murder mystery area. And they're like hopping through all these different hallway uh, portals. They're trying stuff out in a montage, eventually uh, leading Petra to be very frustrated with you and saying, Hey, we, we should... I, look, the, the, the different portals look different, so it should be a hint as to where we're going. This one's all about Redstone. Redstone people are smart. We should go there and ask around. Uh, so we go in this area, and it basically looks like this this giant uh, sort of New Mexico, Arizona-looking desert. And you go in the desert, you find that there's this town that used to have a thousand people in it, and now they're nowhere. Uh, they've all been put to slave work by uh, these devices on the back of their head by a computer called PAMA. And your uh, job is to destroy the computer. That's a minute. And we didn't talk about Harper at all.
1: Yeah, I, I, you were cutting it a little close. I was wondering if you were going to be able to even do it. No, I, I guess it I didn't, off, man. But uh, yeah, well, you got the the broad strokes. The
0: gist of it is, you got to stop this computer. Uh, and it's not just the people that have been body snatched with these devices in the back of their head. It's the chickens and the skeletons and the zombies, all the the mob enemies have been controlled by Pama, and, uh, yeah, Harper is it's is a big part of that that I didn't talk about at all. Uh, how do you feel about Harper as a character?
1: Uh, I like Harper. I like the idea of uh, someone who... it she They kind of drive this home later, but she really is a parallel to uh, Ivor. Yeah. Someone who's trying to do something that might be for, like, a greater good. Um... But ends up just going out of control and uh, basically just dooming their realm. I'm also and a it, huge seems... fan
0: of her voice actor. Oh, who is it? It's it's Yvette Nicole Brown, who you oh might, I don't know who that is. You might recognize as Shirley from Community. Um, um... Oh, or the or, or, or you ever see Drake and Josh?
1: Uh, a little. I dabbled in the Drake and Josh.
0: She's the theater manager in Drake and Josh.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, th- see, that one I knew.
0: That's weird. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> wild, actually. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's great. And she plays Harper here. And and Harper, unlike most of these um, the citizens of, of particular worlds in this world-hopping arc, she's seemingly going to be part of the next episode, too.
1: Yeah, I like that. I, I thought, uh, you know, Harper's not like a super funny character, but I think it's, uh, I like her enough.
0: Yeah. I like her whole deal. Yvette Nicole Brown is very funny. So I, it does, to me, feel a little bit like they're wasted. Uh, they're, they're wasting her potential there.
1: Because she's, she's playing a more uh, serious, non-jokey character.
0: Yeah, but I guess you could say the same about Patton Oswalt.
1: Yeah, you could say it about a lot of them, really. Yeah. Um, honestly, none of the characters are, like, the super jokey ones, except for maybe Axel, who's not even here.
0: They did not waste Axel. Yeah, he's he's doing good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so far, he hasn't had a single bad line in these DLC episodes.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's had a bad line the whole time. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Axel, coming out on top of this DLC episode that he is not in, somehow. <laughs>
1: Um, how do you f- you said you like Harper as well?
0: I I like the the concept of what they're doing here with Harper. Uh so yeah. the the deal with Harper is that she is a redstone scientist that created PAMA, which which was originally just a small computer that was uh, PAMA stands for PAMA, Prototype Automatic <laughs> Maintenance Assistant. So, uh it's it's just supposed to automate and make tasks more efficient around the town we're we're uh we're mining we're we're building we're farming we're gathering resources we're surviving and this uh it, this is a computer system to help us do that but of course it goes out of control uh she eventually can't control it anymore and she ends up because she knows how to avoid it being the only citizen of this whole world for what seems like a very long time uh to not be controlled by Pama.
1: Yeah, we find out that uh, Pama's weakness is water, uh, which makes sense. But because of that, Pama basically got rid of all the water. And now everything, there's like no plant life around. Yeah, that's why uh, it's a big desert. Yeah, just all the, it's all dried up and dead.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to live in a desert. I don't think I'd want to live in a desert at all. Like with or without computer overlord interference.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would either. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, in I like California, water which, which and grass.
0: theoretically should be a desert, um, but we've just we've just like co-opted the whole ecosystem to right. not, have it not be one.
1: You planted your little flowers.
0: Yeah, we planted our little flowers, and and we've got some bees, so now it's <laughs> That's not a good. desert anymore.
1: Oh, thank God.
0: Uh, yeah. So what we also find out about Harper, and I think this is like the bigger reveal. Is that she's one of the old builders, just like Ivor has been talking about with the enchanted uh, flint and steel, the people that originally created the the portal network, the portal hallway, and right. like Cassie Rose from the last episode, uh, who I don't know if we'll see her again.
1: <laughs> yeah, she might just be down in that hole.
0: Yeah, we might actually have to think about. Okay, will she will she eat the cat? I was saying no <laughs> last episode.
1: But but who's to say? You, well, you were saying the cat might eat her over her eating the cat.
0: I think that is more likely, but I don't know if either of them are going to happen. That was <laughs> that was my take. I don't think the cat cares as much about Cassie Rose as she does about the cat.
1: That's I, I agree with that. Yeah. I I think I can get behind that.
0: Um Yeah, so I I kinda am losing all sorts of context about what i think these old builders are.
1: What do you yeah. what are
0: your thoughts on those right now?
1: Um, did they really say what the old builders did besides building this hallway?
0: Um, Ivors mentioned them a few times now and the deal is like they're they're from a time period from before well before the order of the stone. Which could be anywhere from, like, 14 to a million years. Right. And they, like, a lot of the temples that you'll just find out and around are from them. Mm. that They are the the group that built some of the, 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 like, already standing visible architecture of the world.
1: All right. Um... But Harper
0: doesn't seem to be that old. She's got, like, silver hair to maybe Im- imply yeah. that she's been around for a while. But Cassie Rose also didn't seem that old. Maybe people in Minecraft are just born the age that they are. <laughs> and they'll, they never change. So babies are always babies, and old men are always old men.
1: That sucks. Imagine just being born an old man.
0: I think it would be way worse to be born a baby and be completely and utterly incapable of maturing. Well, yeah, but <laughs> Just you have this I, I, fog would you over your the, whole mindset.
1: Right, but would you have the brain power to be self-aware about it?
0: No, and I think that's the scariest part.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think so because then if you're a baby then who gives a shit? You're not going to care.
0: Well, I maybe. Maybe it's like you have this nagging feeling of why can't I think about something? I but you can't like complete <laughs> that thought. So you just get stuck in this um, like cycle of frustration, which I think does happen to real babies. But usually right. they, they end up learning enough to think through a thought and then leave it. But uh, yeah, just imagine that forever.
1: Uh, I mean, that would suck. But I feel like if you're born an old man, then you also have that, but you're aware of it. You're like, oh, okay, this is... I guess I'll just be this... Hmm. But if if you're a baby, you're thinking, "Feed me, and I shit my pants." That is the concern right now. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Weird things to bring up in an episode that has that's not a factor in this story at all. No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well,
0: with the exception of the old builders not seeming that old, but maybe she's hundreds of years old. Uh, Minecraft is an anime after all, so it that's true. It, it it could be the fact that she's many, many, many years old. She's got this lab, like a... and she's like built Ooh. these robots to be nice to her.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's been she says she's been alone for so long so it sounds like uh Pama took control a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she built these robots to keep herself company and kind of <laughs> uh build her up a little bit saying stuff like uh hey, it's not your fault. Hey, you're uh cool and awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh mo- most of these concepts that we've seen in these episodes have they they've been like built off of real minecraft mechanics in one way or another and i wonder what the old builders are referring to maybe it's people who were playing like the beta of minecraft before the full release but oh i uh, could see that yeah it, i mean that would make that. sense i mean sure it could be that we don't know and we won't know really until the next episode, which feels like we're going to find stuff out about what they are and, and what they're doing. So maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. The point of this episode is all about Pama, which I I I like the character of Pama. Yeah. Uh, they could have portrayed Pama as this um, very emotionless kind of being with, with no sense of... Uh, preference except for to accomplish her goals but Palma's got more emotion than that she wants things to be fun and pleasant and has relationships with people like Jesse as they become more like rivalrous toward the end of the episode mm-hmm. or uh, she has she certainly has a relationship with Harper who she loves and wants to be joined with but Harper of course isn't going to give up her freedom like that
1: yeah I like that. I like that they gave uh, Palma more of a personality than you might expect from this sort of character.
0: Yeah. Uh, all Altogether, I, I like what they're doing with Palma. I like what they're, they sort of did with the body-snatching world. Uh, this is a cool... This probably hit in more of a horror movie vibe for me than even the Murder Mystery episode last week. Oh, wow. Yeah uh i mean the murder mystery certainly was literally a horror movie in the way that it was presented but this one um the, this concept is scarier to me than that one because the horror movie's kind of it's almost funny at that point just we've got these youtubers exploding
1: <laughs> yeah it it it's like a horror kind of story but presented it it's not like it's presented in a way where you're gonna be like really scared of it you're getting laughs from these minecraft characters
0: yeah and and in this episode with this like desert town just completely gone and and maybe enslaved by a computer that that's more that hits genuinely scarily Mm -hmm. um and, and what's more impressive than that even is uh most of the episode takes place in the brightness of daylight and they don't. They don't even try to make it at nighttime to make it more scary. Yeah, and it's it's very unsettling they, they with a just, clear blue sky.
1: Yeah, they they can just uh, rely on the concept to do the the scariness.
0: Yeah, I wonder why they actually did it during the day because uh, they probably didn't need to do that. They they probably could have made it nighttime and I guess well, it's nighttime the, later in the episode. So
1: yeah, are, like, it's probably just to build up to. Yeah, it's probably just a build-up to uh, it being night during the climax.
0: Yeah, but the climax probably isn't as scary as the beginning. Uh, Just like the beginning part where you're entering the town, looking around, trying to find out why no one's there, and then just see these people with the... It looks like a chip just embedded into the back of their heads, controlling them. That that feels weird before you know what's going on. And then uh, Pama itself reveals uh, itself to you, as this giant uh computer with a smiley face just in the middle of the desert. It's just a big computer monitor with a smiley face. And uh I think that look is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh it's simplistic to its benefit. Is like, it like it, it Is it Hitchhiker's what? Guide
0: that like has that same kind of looking computer? Uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where they show the the giant face in the computer and it's just, I think it's like trying to calculate the meaning of life and it ends up with the answer 42 and then, Uh,
1: are you, are you talking about the movie?
0: I am. Well, yeah, uh, because the book doesn't have visuals.
1: Right. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't remember.
0: Fair. Yeah. I mean, there's there's probably a lot of computers that just have Yeah, some computers have faces. Some computers do have faces. Maybe Face from Nickelodeon.
1: <laughs> now there's a reference.
0: Do you think Face from Nickelodeon would be a more or less benevolent overlord than Pama?
1: I think Face would be good. Face is always just like being nice to people and doing his little burr, burr, burr.
0: Yeah, but is probably really nice at the beginning too.
1: That's true. Who know who knows where things could go after once the honeymoon's over.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's that's sort of the thing with these, uh, like, AI uh, takeover tropes, where there's a very simple goal that, uh, for Palma, it's just make processes more efficient. And for Face, it would be, watch Blue's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> and they would take it too far. And then I <laughs> everyone would have to watch Blue's Clues all the time with no breaks.
1: Now it's all Blue's Clues. Mm-hmm. How many clues could there possibly be?
0: Yeah, how many body parts do you really need to watch? Let's take away the the fat. <laughs> you don't need arms to watch, and they seem to be holding you back.
1: That's true. You could just be a torso and watch. You could be a head attached to a machine.
0: You could basically just be eyes, but enough of the brain to be alive and to hate it.
1: Imagine a world where uh, not only are you forced to watch Blue's Clues, but... Uh, in all, at all the parts where uh, Steve, or whoever the host is, is saying... Uh, yeah, whoever the host uh, Where... <laughs> Sorry, I know that's a sore subject. Yeah. But, uh, but, you... <laughs> uh, but you see Blue behind him, and he's like, uh, where is Blue? Can you point out where Blue is? And if you don't say... If you don't point your little finger to where Blue is on the screen, you're shocked by volts. Oh,
0: yeah, you because that's a participatory show. You have to be very vocal and, and active when you're watching Blue's Clues to make sure that Face isn't mad at you.
1: Yeah, you have to say, over there, mm-hmm. behind you.
0: Do people <laughs> these days know about Face? <laughs> the Nickelodeon I, Face?
1: Um, I want to say they brought back Face at one point. I don't remember how long ago that was, though.
0: Was it even Nickelodeon, or was it like Nick Jr.?
1: It was Nick Jr. Oh, okay. It, it yeah, little, I, I bet uh, it's a, a
0: small group of people that actually remember face
1: (laughs) but hey we do I knew who you were talking about
0: by the way for for listeners who weren't aware of what we were talking about earlier I did once audition to be uh, the host of the revival of Blue's Clues that's not a a podcast lie that's a real truth didn't go very far in the process did not uh, you'll never believe this but I didn't get it I didn't get the (laughs) role
1: oh man I I here I was thinking you got the role and you were just doing this uh podcast to humor me.
0: I I still am just doing this podcast to humor you, but uh Right, no, that part did, I didn't true. quite get the role.
1: <laughs> Man, my niece and nephew watch that new Blues Clues. How crazy would that be if they were watching and I'm in there watching them watch it and I and I just tell them, "Hey, uh your Uncle Dusty knows that guy."
0: That's yeah, that would be cool. Maybe they should play Jedi <laughs> Survivor, and then we can still do that.
1: Yeah, I'll force them to play it, and then I can say I know someone who worked on it. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that that'll be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Where were we in the episode? What else we, happened? I
0: think we're just talking about Palma. What else happened? Uh, okay. So Petra and Lucas get Palma'd up at one point. Yeah, and you can choose. You have to choose. Because it's uh, like a quick action. Which one of them you're going to splash water on. And then the other one gets taken away for the rest of the episode.
1: Who did you choose? I chose Petra. I chose Petra too just because I like her over Lucas. So I wanted to have her there. But the more I thought about it afterwards, the more I thought it might have been a good bookend. Because the episode kind of starts with Petra. Petra's fed up with all this shit. Um... I feel like maybe it would have been nice to bookend the episode with uh, Petra being the one you're fighting in the climax because of it. Yeah, Um, I think so too. But, you know. (laughs) Well, yes, so so the episode
0: starts with Petra getting really annoyed that Jesse seems to be calling all the shots. But you don't really actually see that. That's just happening in the montage. Right. So from my perspective, It, it, it feels kind of like an unearned argument a little bit.
1: Right, I I kind of agree, just because we don't really see Jesse, like, Jesse is the main character, but we don't really see Jesse, like, giving orders on what to do to everybody that often. Maybe maybe if we saw a little more of that in uh, previous episodes.
0: Yeah, I think this is another instance of them wanting to do the kind of, like, inter-party, inter-group struggle and uh, power play politics that... The Walking Dead does constantly in a more kid-friendly way. But this is, uh, and we've talked about this with past episodes in the series, especially with the first arc of Minecraft, where it's just, it, it's not coming across as deep or yeah. full of an argument that uh, The Walking Dead usually does. And I think that's because it's supposed to be kid-friendly and it's because it's supposed to be more easily digestible. So you do have these things where in The Walking Dead, there'd be like this really complex emotional uh, grab with trying to get you to think about the, the goals of one non-playable character versus another and how you in the world just trying to survive on your own could possibly deal with that. And it, they, they've kind of simplified it to a point where Petra just says, I'm angry at you for doing this thing you didn't see you the player didn't see um how do you feel about that and it it succeeds in making it simple enough that i bet any kid playing this would get the idea of oh my character might be being too bossy okay that's a simple enough thought i can i can get on the board with that being the problem right now but also it especially for non-children that I am ashamed to admit that I am a non-child.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah,
0: it's it's really gross. Um, <laughs> it it feels a little bit like, well, you're just pulling a problem out of nowhere, and like I can't respect that as much as when I see or can be convinced that there has been a real problem that I've been perpetrating.
1: Right, and I I agree, and I feel like they could make that work. Um, like because. At this point, it feels like Petra is just fed up. she It's not necessarily that Jesse is the problem. It's that she's fed up with being in this hallway trying to find their way home. Yes. And I, I feel like that could make her lash out and get accusatory at things that may not be the case. Uh, but they don't really have them acknowledge that at all. Well, so I, you, have, you have dialogue really
0: choices that I think do kind of go a little bit more in there and i i picked some of them but for the most part i was trying to be like no you're having a real feeling let's let's think about it let's talk and uh yeah if, if you have an idea for what we should do next which petra does it's her choice to go to the redstone looking portal uh to find the world of redstone you can <laughs> you can trust her or not
1: right and i did uh, I also just wanted to be like, "Whoa, okay, let's cool down. Let's just uh, we'll we'll do what you think is best." But I do feel like they should have had Petra say something like, uh, "Sorry, I I I didn't mean it. I'm just uh, I'm fucking sick of these doors."
0: <laughs> she should have said that. I well,
1: <laughs> maybe not word for word. I don't know. Maybe that's just how she feels. Yeah, they're allowed one F-bomb in the Minecraft story mode.
0: Blue's Clues would be a very different show if they took up their right to the one F-bomb.
1: They get one per season. They get,
0: there's one episode per, per series where Steve can just get way too upset. It's
1: like, fuck Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper. I've had it with this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having I'm having a... Tough, tiring day.
0: Mr. Soap, I don't want to go to the bathroom right now. I have no desire to go to the bathroom. Stop telling me to.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just these clues have been everywhere, and I haven't been I haven't been thinking straight. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I didn't know that Blue wanted to take a bath.
0: I'm gonna drop the F bomb. Forget about it.
1: Oh no way.
0: Yeah, Steve would never say that. <laughs>
1: I, I do like about the idea it. of him... Just forget about it. <laughs> I love the idea of him warning everybody first.
0: <laughs> Back up. I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm about
1: to drop the F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and everyone in the house, which just all of his furniture is like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this side of him.
1: Steve, this is not you. We know this isn't you. So we're like, uh, we understand that you're in a bad place right now, but it, it, just think about it. Shut up clock <laughs> That was so casually mean Just just shut up <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah I probably shouldn't have been on that show uh, <laughs>
1: You would have had some creative decisions
0: Yeah And like I bet Slippery Soap is hard to work with
1: <laughs> Yeah you can't really blame him yeah. You weren't there
0: Yeah <sighs> So, anyway, I don't want to talk about Blue's Clues anymore. Uh, this this episode really doesn't have much to do with Blue's Clues at all, if you think about it.
1: Yeah, not a whole lot. Um, it's hard to think of what else to really tell ta- it's, it's a pretty straightforward episode. Uh, oh, one thing I liked is... Um, so, after Petra and Lucas get captured by uh, Pama uh she brings you to her lab harper brings you to her lab and uh you get to put on a headset and this is a cool little thing where you can get uh you get to jump between like different zombies and skeletons and uh, mm-hmm. that was fun
0: yeah yeah uh the the, the vr experience uh it's pretty fun and they make some jokes like Ivor and Petra or Petra in our case it would be Lucas instead who are watching this happen they're making some jokes of like ah, yeah it really looks as cool as you say it feels where she's just sort of like hopping around (laughs) nowhere (laughs) right or she as in my Jesse which I know is not a girl for you I apologize
1: yeah I I did notice that Harper specifically says uh I, not for Jesse, but uh, near the end when you're being attacked by, uh, for us, Lucas, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Harper says, uh, she says them.
0: Mm. Right.
1: Yeah, I guess so they didn't have to record two different lines.
0: That's good. Oh, speaking of two different lines, uh, a very interesting bug happened in my episode for just a split second. Oh. I got one Patton Oswald line. For, for Jesse. It was uh, uh a, It was just <laughs> a the wrong like voice line ID or, or something.
1: Oh, a little patent Oswald slipped in, huh?
0: Yeah. Uh Interesting. So I got Girl Jesse going the whole way through and it's during this VR sequence and it's in the section where your the zombie that you're controlling with VR has it, it's getting mobbed by all the other PAMA controlled entities out there. But you can transfer your uh, control to a different mob so you try transferring it into the skeleton with a uh with like a crossbow
1: mm-hmm.
0: higher up on the mountain and you do that and then jesse says i'm a skeleton now
1: <laughs> and for me
0: that was Patton oswald his first what appearance line to... in my series and probably last
1: what a line to have Patton oswald break through saying i'm a skeleton now
0: yeah and it, it blew my mind because uh I had been, I've gotten so used to uh, Girl Jessie's voice. Oh man, what's her voice actor's name? Uh, I already forgot. I already forgot, Dustin.
1: I'm sorry. Nothing against you.
0: Oh, it's only me. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> Catherine, Catherine Tabor. There you go. Uh, yeah, so Catherine Tabor. There we go. I'm glad I have my notes in front of me. They're very helpful.
1: Good job. I usually delete my notes once we're done with the episode.
0: Can't delete paper. I guess you can throw oh, it away. That's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the same. It's deleted out of your thoughts.
0: Have you ever written a whole thing on a piece of paper and then wanted to use the paper again because you didn't have that much paper, so you erased it rather than like getting new paper?
1: No, that sounds like hell. Yeah, that I like would the only
0: worst. do it once or twice, and which I think is the amount of times that I've done it. And it's not good. It's just sometimes you do when you you, you do it when you don't have any more paper.
1: Oh man! Imagine erasing—that's like causing me harm right now. Imagining erasing a-, a whole page of notes. <laughs> um let let me
0: let let me twist the conversation a little bit at you, Dustin. Let me Ooh, let me just okay. massage it a little bit. We've been Spit talking about how stuff. we have felt about this episode. Let me ask you, uh, as someone who, from the way you're talking about it, I can tell you liked the episode, but it wasn't wowing you.
1: It didn't blow me away. One might say.
0: And w- would you say episodes like five and six, in comparison, maybe did more to th- do that than this one?
1: Um. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I- I'm a little on the fence if I prefer episode five or, or seven over the other, uh, because both but you are like good six episodes. More than yeah, six I thought was great. I thought it was very fun mm-hmm. and uh, unique. Uh. But 5 and 7, I'm kind of... Because both are good. I'm just wondering... And they're they're not the exact same plot, but they have similar kind of beats. Uh, so I'm I'm just wondering which one I preferred of the two. I, I want to say 5 because it was more... I also kind of like that setting more than the desert. I don't mind desert settings. I actually uh, like desert settings of video games and stuff a lot. But, um... I think the sky island
0: is more unique.
1: Exactly. Like you're not even in the desert for that long. And what you see of it is it's just. Yeah. I I feel like if it were like any other game, I would like this desert setting. But since it's in the Minecraft style, which is fine for this game, but I'm not going to get that much out of a desert in Minecraft as much as I would say a castle in the sky in Minecraft.
0: You know what? I I agree with you. I I think the the thing with the castle in the sky is there's no view, there's no perspective that the camera can angle that isn't something interesting to look at. Yeah. And in this episode you've got Pama who who is a very interesting like computer screen to look at and some of the stuff in the lab which kind of we've been in a lot of labs and libraries at this point. Yeah. In Minecraft. Uh so it 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 does feel like there's only a couple interesting locales i think inside of pama which you go in the end of the episode to kind of let uh take her power source out and, and shut her down that's a very cool set piece
1: yeah that was cool
0: yeah but so... it, it's sort of also like this mechanical matrixy thing that we have seen a couple times
1: yeah, it it reminded me of the uh temple from episode 5 just uh with different lighting. Oh, uh, that's
0: interesting cuz I was going to say it reminded me of the inside of the Witherstorm when when Reuben dies that area.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that So too.
0: like there's yeah. a few different areas that kind of feel like this. <laughs> but it's it's cool. It's cool enough.
1: Yeah, it's, it it yeah, it's not like it's bad. Um but yeah, just the fact that, like, it it's just a desert and there's only so much you can do with a desert in this art style. But with uh, Sky Castle, you can still get pretty creative with it. Um, so I think I'd give the edge to Episode 5. So of this adventure pack, I'd say this is my least favorite one so far, but I still had a good time with it. Like, I do agree with you that uh, I have preferred all three of these over the, uh, the first arc.
0: So... Uh, my question to you in that case then is what could this episode have done to really knock it out of the park for dustin jackson
1: hmm that's tough i, I wasn't really thinking about like what i would do um it, what makes that really tough is i feel like the things that hold me back from really loving it are also pretty cool like i was talking about how um I thought it was cool, the thought they put into how uh, Pama just got rid of all the water, and that's the reason why it's just a wasteland in this level. So, like, the visuals of the wasteland... Yeah, they don't, I don't really touch very... on
0: that more than saying that she did that.
1: Right. And, like... I think the visuals of the wasteland aren't very interesting, but I think the reason why the context why it's a wasteland is very cool. the The fact that they uh, thought about why this area is like this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, gosh, I I really don't know what I would do. Like, I I think the thing that comes to mind for me is just how. In the back of my mind, I was just thinking this episode is pretty similar to episode five in just in very, very loose, broad strokes. Yeah, I just... guess the,
0: the, the broad strokes approach is we enter the episode through a portal we can't go back through. Uh, yeah. So we need to ask around, learn about this strange place. It doesn't make sense what we're seeing at first. Uh, and then eventually we can find our way to the exit portal after solving this world's... Um, I guess political crisis in both. It it's much more an actual political crisis in episode five, and this is like a, a computer aided AI takeover. But yeah. Hey, like... that's politics, baby. That's politics. <laughs> that's
1: true. That is politics, baby. Yeah. Even yeah, even though it's um a computer, it feels more like a. I don't want to use the word or organic, but it feels more like a natural occurrence than like. The yeah, people getting themselves in this situation. Yeah, um, like Harper
0: built the thing, but it it's
1: un- it took on a foreseen,
0: unguessable growth into a all destroying um, powerful suction monster. That kind of you, you couldn't have seen that coming. It feels as, as much evil as like a hurricane coming in feels.
1: Exactly evil. Exactly. Um but yeah like the one of the big conflicts of both episodes is um the people who live in this biome under the control of something or someone um so so yeah it's a lot of big broad similarities that I feel like maybe makes this episode not stand out as much as it could so I I feel like the problem is just in the concept itself. Uh, problem in quotes, because I still feel like it's good. So I feel like maybe there really isn't a whole lot you could do without just totally changing what the episode's about. Um
0: I don't know. I I like Pama as like the central force of this episode. We right, yeah. we have had episodes where we learn a uh like a lot of more characters. We we, we deal with a lot of characters at once. I think about how many YouTubers we had to learn about in episode six. <laughs> and each of their, their personalities, except maybe like one or two of them, if we can be honest, kind of came across in the script. Uh, yeah, definitely. And all of the residents of the Sky Island were, were people that we had to keep in in, uh, in mind. And in this episode, it's just um, there's a computer who is is hard to ignore. And it's old <laughs> creator named Harper. Right who is also, like, important in all these other ways. She's an old builder. She's she's uh, critical to the the arc-level story, more than the episode-level story, probably. And it's just easy to keep those two characters in mind. Maybe so much... So easy that uh, if we learned about any other characters, that would be... That would maybe make it feel like we, we had a big meal of an episode, more so than... Um, it it being just like a piece of this larger minecraft story mode season
1: yeah i could see that um it it is a little refreshing not having so many characters you have to keep tabs on like no nobody who's under the control of pama uh, other than your friends and harper like no names come up None of these people are important. You got Harry other than needing to save them. That that's true, Harry. Uh, but the real Harry only really comes into play later at the end, and it's just to uh, yeah, j- just just to be like, whoa, Harper, what the fuck?
0: So so Harper has a robot that she's named Harry that she's programmed to say. Harper, you are good. You are, there's no problem. Don't feel guilty.
1: You're good. Do not worry about it.
0: Don't worry about it. Anyone could have built (laughs) Pama. This could have happened to anyone. You need to, you need to let your guilt ride. And like, that's what she uses it to tell herself. And then you find out later that Harry is, um, like an actual person that she knew. And she, she's. (laughs) Who is
1: very upset.
0: Who is, yeah, not happy with her. So that is not how he
1: felt. Right. Um, I kind of like that uh, Harper made these robots to yeah. kind of build herself up because you, you get the feeling that it's not like she, she's not necessarily convinced that she's not to blame for any of this. Like the whole time she's saying, oh, yeah, I made Pama. Uh, it sucks. Uh, I'm responsible for this. So it's it's not like someone is really making themselves deny that they had any uh, anything to do with this but I feel like it's just to stop her from just being so overrun with guilt that she just doesn't do anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like in in this case it it's to keep her going which I I, I like that
0: yeah I, I I like that too I think that's that's critical to uh what we're learning about these old builders all of the old builders that we've met so far which I guess there's only two there's Cassie Rose um who's a, who's a crazy cat. Woman, and <laughs> Harper—they're very flawed individuals. Uh, yeah, w- which might be, it might be leading to say something about why the old builders are kind of not around as much anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. th- they might have built themselves out of society in some way. I am excited to see what episode eight says about them and, and uh, yeah, what that's leading toward.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like. In these last few uh, DLC episodes, they've done a great job so far. Uh, I'm interested in seeing where it goes.
0: Yeah. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? We're, we're here um, at the end a little fast.
1: I have a couple small things. Sure. Like, uh, we covered most of the plot, but I just have a couple uh, notes here and there. One thing I liked in uh, the montage at the beginning, when they're going through all the different portals, They so they go through a world that's uh filled with fire um they come out and lucas had his ass is on fire yeah <laughs> and he, he has a, he has a quote that i loved i had to pause it because i was laughing from it uh he says i marked that one down as fire world
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that is a very advanced version of well that just happened <laughs> i i like that one that's true uh, um, in, in fact that whole the first thing you do in this episode is mash the the uh, mash a button to pat Lucas's butt down
1: <laughs> that's true that's the first thing you do it's
0: the first yeah it's a good like hey get ready for this episode yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> But don't worry, patting butts does not come back, so this this moment can stand on its own.
0: Yeah, don't worry, slash my condolences, as the case may be, but <laughs> that is the single instance of butt pattery in this episode.
1: And and you're gonna it's gonna stand out so much you're gonna bring it up on a podcast.
0: Yeah, it's like the F bomb in Blues Clues. You're allowed to do that one time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you have to warn everybody. <laughs> Everybody back up. I'm about to pat Lucas's ass. <laughs> um another little thing I liked. Uh when you are in the zombie body and uh Harper's like uh you're you're trying to let Harper know that it's you in there and not just one of the mindless zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh you can choose to do a little dance. Uh did you do the little dance?
0: I I did I did like I flailed my arms.
1: Oh, okay. Uh I did the little dance and he does the guy brush
0: dance. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's what I thought you were gonna say. I didn't think about that at the time, but um uh, Yeah, this is the second instance of Jesse doing a guy brush dance.
1: Yeah. I I love any time that uh reused animation cycle pops up.
0: <laughs> I wonder if it is actually reused, because I would be very surprised if the Minecraft body rigs used the same skeleton as Guybrush's model to animate from. Yeah.
1: It's possible they just totally reanimated it, just doing the same dance. That might be more impressive. That would make it, like, intentional. We need to have this dance here rather than just saving time on animation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Remember when Super Smash Bros. Wii U was coming out and they showed um they showed the pokey doll like the substitute pokey doll that Greninja uses oh yeah and it was it was weird because the pokey doll was like way more high res than the whole rest of the game <laughs> and it, it looked it just looked like a real cloth doll. For yeah, some you reason. could see the fuzz. You could see the fuzz on a, on a very small layer uh, level, and we were all kind of still getting used to Nintendo doing HD anything. So, right. it it felt new and strange. Um, that guybrush dance is—I feel like it's that for animation, where like ooh, <laughs> the entire rest of the game was was animated in a in a good and impressive, but also like blocky and Minecrafty kind of way. But then sometimes we're just gonna break out the uh, the old guybrush dig. And it, it, it feels different. It feels cool.
1: Watch. Yeah, it's you get to watch this whole dance. I, I love it.
0: <laughs> it's the Greninja Down B of Telltale games.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I was going to say it's more like the, the new Benang, but I like yours better.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is like the new Benang because probably uh, they can't render a can of anything to look like a can of something in Minecraft doesn't work.
1: Right, I kind of wish they tried though.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, like you could you could either have it be a can, which in which case it would just be like two yellow blocks on top of each other, and we wouldn't recognize it even if it was there. Or right, it could be uh, what items sometimes look like, which is like the thin, uh, like pixel art thing. I which Ooh, maybe that'd be fun. Maybe they could have done it.
1: Yeah, they could have gotten like the label and the cap on there enough to like. Le- you you could guess what it is.
0: Yeah, if it was like a blue like, label part of the middle of the cylinder and then like a, a an outline of a banana on it, that might be abstract enough that it could fit with that many pixels. Maybe. right Or with yeah. like the letter B on it. Because sometimes they'll have something with just like a single letter on it.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like that would work. And now uh, I think less of the season as a whole for not doing it.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to yell about it more <laughs> next episode. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we want to hit on?
1: I think that's all I got.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I, I found a, a bit of a a a bit of a writing note, a, a bit of a, a snug bug.
1: Ooh, snug bug.
0: Jesse referred to Harper before learning Harper's
1: name. Did you notice that? Ooh. I didn't notice that. That's a blunder. That's a blunder.
0: Yeah, it's when Harper shows up uh in the middle of the desert with the with Pama's screen to like save Ivor and and Jesse. And mm-hmm. uh Jesse's like, Harper. And then later on when they actually get into Harper's lab, uh Harper's like, Okay, who are you? And Jesse goes, I'm Jesse, and this is Ivor. Uh who are you? And then she says, I'm Harper. So she like she learns Harper's <laughs> name later after having already said harper's name just just a little just a little bit just a
1: little bit jesse should have been like yes i guessed it right earlier
0: (laughs) i just call people harper sometimes
1: (laughs) i'm glad this time it actually paid off
0: yeah this is it's kind of how this podcast got started because i just kept yelling in discord servers where's dustin and eventually one (laughs) happened to be there
1: i'm i'm dustin i'm here hello hello um um, oh, one other thing I forgot. Um, it seems like uh, Ivor might have a little thing for Harper. I like
0: that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he keeps calling a... her intriguing in a in a yeah gross kind of way, but uh, <laughs> en- enough for Ivor to to seem more sweet than usual.
1: I like Ivor having feelings.
0: Yeah, I do too. Uh, and-, and Jesse kind of brings that up too when Ivor expresses that he wants to save Petra and Lucas. Uh, Jesse's like oh you you actually care about those people and Ivor says yeah i've got some secrets i'm, I'm not showing about my feelings <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i i like that uh cuz in the first act they they really go into Ivor like it turns out what Ivor did the shitty thing Ivor did was for a a re- uh, somewhat good in quotes reason but uh even then he just kind of feels like an asshole. And I really like that they're, uh, going the extra mile for making him feel like a more developed character than just some guy who did something shitty.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh, you know, you know who you have to talk about? Oh, who? Uh, Soren.
1: Why do we have to talk about Soren?
0: Okay. So, uh, you, you might've missed it, but there, there's, I might've missed it. There's a, fairly critical soren reference here and there has been for the last two episodes as well mm. um in the sky island uh the the ruler what's her name like a cleopatra person what's her name oh, um, Man, I can't the the, the remember architect that. or the the builder the founder um to the founder the founder is her name
1: I thought she had like an actual name.
0: She does have an actual name, but I'm looking at my notes and I don't think I wrote it down. But she is like she's called The Founder. Right. Um. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, so in, in the Founder's library, you can find a book written by Soren in the Sky World. Oh. Uh so there, are Jesse's like, oh, how did how did Soren get his work out here? That's kinda wild. And in episode six. In the White Pumpkins Library, you can find a book written by Soren. Ooh, and in, I guess I didn't
1: look at the books.
0: And in this episode, you find an open book on uh, on a table in uh, what's her name Harper <laughs> in Harper's lab. I you, you,
1: I've been struggling to remember Harper's name as well. I keep wanting to say like other H names.
0: Yeah, in, in Heather's lab, you find uh, another <laughs> book. And it's like this one's about the mysteries of Redstone or something. And it's also by Soren. So Soren's been to all these worlds and I guess dropped off books. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go. Uh, So I think Soren's going to come back in either the next episode or maybe season two uh, in in, in some way. They're building up to something about Soren.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. That never even crossed my mind.
0: Yeah, so so what do you think? What do, what do you think now about Soren? What do you think they're going to say he is? Is he an old builder? Has he been an old builder the whole time?
1: Oh, I could see that. That uh that seems plausible.
0: Yeah, so Soren's whole deal up till now is that he's always been the most cowardly of everyone. And they kind of relate Harper's um super loneliness to soren's super loneliness where soren goes to just live with the endermen and kind of try to be friends with them and uh cassie rose has all these calico cats that she tries to be friends with and harper has to um invent all these robots to say nice things about her all all Uh of if soren is an old builder all of the old builders we've seen so far have found a way to sequester themselves outside of Communities outside of civilization, and just go maybe a little mad with loneliness.
1: Mm. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested in seeing if that comes up. Yeah, I didn't even notice. I didn't realize. I guess I didn't look at the books.
0: Hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, hard to say what an old builder is so far, but m- uh, maybe every world in the in the portal network. Only has one of them uh, and Soren is our world's one right if if soren is one it it doesn't seem to make sense to me that Soren would be one because like soren Soren wanted to join the order of the stone and he was like, like cheating using the command block to have that prestige of being a hero thrust upon him
1: yeah you could just say you're an old builder
0: yeah yeah or or if the old builders are are more powerful than normal in any kind of way which it kind of seems like they are um he would just he would not i either need the command block or um his station would be higher than trying to just do this order of the stone thing with his friends yeah yeah
1: why would he be such a coward
0: that's because John Hodgman is a very good coward voice. I think that that's that would be it. Just if you have John Hodgman's voice, you're gonna you're gonna have to delay some fights.
1: <laughs> we know it doesn't make sense with uh, the rest of this story, but uh, you know what? This is just the way he's got to be.
0: If if uh, if Soren is an old builder, then one thing I can say about all the old builders is that they have some of the best voice acting. In the whole game. Not to say the yeah. other ones are bad, but John Hodgman and Ashley Birch and Yvette Nicole Brown. Good good choices.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah. Exciting to hear them. Glad to have them here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that we're getting... it. It's interesting having them venture outside of... I, I brought this up before, but it's interesting to me how this one has so few of the Telltale regulars. Like, this one's more like a, a lot of big voice actor not that the others aren't big voice actors but you know they have their stable of actors they bring back a lot this one as in Um, minecraft
0: story mode as a season Yeah, minecraft story mode as a whole yeah Uh, yeah
1: we i don't i think we've heard very many of them at all i think the only one is uh roger jackson was uh the killer in the last episode when the mask was on Mm -hmm. when the voice was like distorted uh yeah he's been around in a lot of telltale games uh but he's like the only one i can't think of anyone else
0: yeah um there's a few uh petra is kind of uh she's been in a few right
1: i don't think ashley johnson's been in any before this wait
0: that's ashley johnson yeah have we talked about that am i am i losing my marbles i'm losing my first episode losing them dustin (laughs)
1: That's okay. You were just born an old man. I was
0: just born an old man. (laughs) Uh, Who's Lucas?
1: I'm not sure who Lucas is. I can't really place his voice. Uh,
0: He does a good job. Lucas has a great voice.
1: Yeah, I I think because I don't know who's playing Lucas, he kind of comes across as uh, one of the more natural voices.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Like,
1: I, I don't recognize him from anything. He just sounds like Lucas just sounds like lucas uh
0: how about our how about our segments how about it's time for that
1: yep yeah let's get into that shit
0: um dustin please flip a three-sided coin
1: uh 3
0: okay weekly guy is first
1: then mine ooh is harper uh harper's very good um i mean this episode didn't have a whole lot of characters. So I feel I feel like some episodes I'm kind of struggling to pick weekly guys. But, yeah, it would be uh, Harper... between
0: our like usual main characters, which I don't know about this week's uh turns for them. They they seem great and fine, but like um Harper is th- it... the cool new addition that I, I Yeah am excited about seeing.
1: Yeah, agreed. I'm glad she's here. I'm glad she seems like she's gonna be sticking around with the group. Um I wrote down Harper, um, but it could be either Harper or Pama. Both are uh, great in this episode.
0: Yeah, I I sided with Harper over Pama, I think because I like what they were trying to do with showing how lonely she was. And and that first time that you talked to one of the automated assistants in her lab, and in addition to just saying, oh, welcome back to the lab, by the way you don't need to feel guilty <laughs> like like that being the the primary thing they say to her is is like oh oof
1: <laughs> that's a little oofy <laughs>
0: in a way that i think was uh purposefully oofy and well done so i i right. said harper harper is my one
1: it does it does a good job of uh i i guess subtly uh getting across how she's feeling like It's pretty obvious what they're saying, but I really like that uh, it sells uh, how she's feeling in a way. I I said it earlier, how like, it's not like she necessarily believes what they're saying. No, in fact, I bet she doesn't,
0: which is why she needs to keep hearing it. And she she tries to keep hearing it, but like doesn't believe it. So she tries harder and it just doesn't work, but she doesn't have any other options.
1: Yeah, it's not like it's like an evil character trying to fuel their own ego saying like, yeah, you know what? I didn't have any. I'm not responsible for this. It, it's uh, she builds it knowing it's just what she needs to hear, even if she doesn't believe it. And I think that's a great little uh, twist on it. Yeah,
0: agreed. Um, So wait. So did you say that's your weekly guy as well or is yours? Pop? Yeah,
1: I I had I had Harper. Oh, okay, I, I okay. feel like uh for the exact same reasons you said uh but pama's also a great character uh how about the choice cut choice cut was hard i feel like the choice cuts in these episodes are getting less and in... and i i know the first dlc episode i said the choices felt more impactful but i kind of feel like the last episode in this one they didn't really stick out to me as much maybe it's just because i'm more engrossed by the story itself sure that I feel like I don't really feel the weight of the choices as much well Um, I I think the one big choice in
0: this is to save either Lucas or Petra
1: yeah that is the one I wrote down I did pick that one since it's like the choice Uh, like it it was hard it was hard
0: for me to make that choice
1: yeah especially like I said it earlier I feel like even though I picked Petra I kind of feel like maybe narratively it would have hit a little harder having her be the one you're facing in the climax.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that um, Petra has been shown, in my opinion, to be closer to Jesse than Lucas. Um, yeah. Just out of what has happened so far. But also, Lucas has had the toughest time ever <laughs> since this arc got started. He fell <laughs> off the Sky Island. He had to witness his uh, his old gang turn against him. In the last episode, he was accused of being the killer by, like, the, the other YouTubers. Uh, he was he he was in jail in the closet for a little while. Uh, in in <laughs> yeah, he the was in- fire world, his pants were on fire.
1: <laughs> Man, they're really sticking it to Lucas.
0: Yeah, and because we both chose Petra, like, again, Lucas has... Uh, just, just had the worst time. <laughs> just, just the worst time.
1: <laughs> man, I didn't even think about it until you line them all up like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I, I wonder if episode eight is going to throw that in our face in, uh, traditional telltale style of like, hey man.
1: <laughs> you think it's going to be pretty Lucas heavy?
0: How many times are, are you going to throw Lucas under the bus again? Well, I think it, it, it might be Lucas heavy for us. And maybe for other people that didn't make all these decisions, especially this right. episode's, if you saved Lucas instead of Petra, um, maybe it would be different.
1: In At the very end of the episode, at the very end of this batch of episodes, um, his pants will reignite on fire and he'll <laughs> look you, the player, in the eye and say, I thought you put that out. <laughs> I thought you were my friend.
0: I trusted you to pat that
1: down. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's thrown it back in your face. Luke. <laughs> Jesse's like, I, I, I thought I did. I didn't know.
0: Yeah, this is this is station wagon guy all over again.
1: <laughs> That'd be great. Finally, a, a motivation we can get behind.
0: Yeah. If you were truly selfless, you A, wouldn't have stolen all the food out of my car and B, would have put the fire on my butt out instead of leaving it as a small smoldering speck of fire. In order to get back at me later, that's clearly antagonistic, and I'm not standing for it. Throwing you are it back no in your
1: friend face. of mine.
0: I wonder. I, well, now, now that I think about it, actually, the 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 patting his butt to put the fire out thing that was a quick time event. So theoretically, you could fail it. What if you didn't do it? What if you just <laughs> what if you didn't Luke put his butt just... out?
1: In the choices, it says you and 0.5% of other players failed to save Lucas.
0: <laughs> you let his butt burn. <laughs> oh man, that that it, that's the first time I've actually uh, really, really missed the choice percentages that we often see at the end of the episode. Minecraft does not have that.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, well, it did have it, but because the servers are down, we just can't see them.
0: Sure, yeah, it, it used to have it. Now the servers are down, we can't do it um that that makes me really nervous actually because i i'm sure that season two of minecraft is going to try taking some uh season one choices into account i I don't think that we can do that unless it somehow has an additional check for the on system save file
1: that's what I thought it did. That's, I hope. that's just the way I assumed it worked.
0: Yeah, because that's what everything else that we've done so far has done. But everything else we've well, done so far like, has not tried to um, like store your choices in the cloud like this game does.
1: Right. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, they I, I should I have designed just...
0: the game knowing they were going out of business. That's the big problem.
1: Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't
0: do that. That's R one f bomb for the <laughs> for the whole series. I think we said it earlier this episode too. But uh, yeah, but we that might one have seemed hateful. two times. That one seemed hateful, <laughs> Dustin.
1: No, I didn't mean it. I was only I was only doing a gag. <laughs> uh. Hmm. What else do we have? Golden moment. Yeah, golden moment. Uh, mine was switching between the bodies of the monsters. I thought that that's was that's cool.
0: Fun. That is a cool one. Uh, mine yeah. is mine is the first time you see Pama and just the way that the big uh, smiling the face. big smiling face in the desert looks it's it's a cool look.
1: Yeah, that that's a good pick.
0: Yeah, but uh, the the VR thing is is a second place for sure. That was cool.
1: Yeah, I just don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've done something. I mean, we've done characters going into other characters' bodies, but I kind of like that you could just jump like between them right there between different people
0: yeah yeah i mean it, it not in any kind of way that adds much creativity to like the way you go through it it's always there's right. one correct option it, it's a <laughs> yeah very it doesn't really matter experience. but uh it, 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 it is cool needs... and it lets you play as a different character model for a second
1: yeah i liked when you got to be the skeleton
0: yeah i liked when Patton oswald told me i'm a skeleton <laughs> now
1: <laughs> yeah your character literally jumped bodies
0: yeah um I wonder I wonder what kind of bug that is that that's so interesting. Yeah, I
1: didn't get I didn't get anything like that. I guess because I'm already Pat O'swald.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um that might speak a little more deeply to which character's voice ID is uh is default in the system. Ooh. Ooh. And that that could mean that Pat O'swald on a program uh, programmatic layer is the canon voice but you know what it's girl jesse on the box art and i'm sticking with it
1: i think we both made good choices i feel good about us as people i feel good about us as people
0: although if if season two doesn't take my choices and it can't find my choices uh maybe i'll start over as pat and oswald because it like already won't matter (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah who cares yeah and i, I, I want to see the other
0: actor maybe you do the other one too i don't know
1: i don't know yeah if it if it comes down to that then definitely
0: you want to you want to trade
1: well we'll swap okay
0: okay that that sounds fun that seemed that felt like a uh like peanut butter cup at recess at, at not recess recess <laughs> uh <laughs> opportunity trade right there
1: at recess. Yeah, now I'm going to be upset if it if it just works.
0: No, I don't think I'll be there. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I I probably won't be there
1: necessarily. Right. Yeah, I fingers crossed it just goes by save data. I would assume that's what it does. But uh who knows? Who's to say?
0: Yeah, I mean we've never seen a Telltale game that tries this uh cloud storage for choices before. So
1: yeah. Hmm. We'll get back to you, listeners.
0: We'll get back to you, listeners, uh, when we next put out an episode of the podcast. I i don't think we're exactly sure right now, but it looks like we will have to take another week off after this one. It will just be one week this time. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't you worry about it. We're just getting
1: our little ducks in a little row. I could see your little eyebrows raised.
0: I could see them, and frankly, it was embarrassing so
1: (laughs) yeah i didn't want to say anything but since mitchell already did I'll. it was
0: embarrassing how you raised your eyebrows as if you know what we're all about you don't know what we're all about
1: yeah we we won't tell anyone just make sure it doesn't happen again
0: yeah so please join us next time whenever that might be for minecraft story mode episode eight i don't know the name of it
1: (laughs) me neither have a great summer Have a great summer to you, Mitchell, and you, our lovely listeners.